The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hi, I'm Reverend Ellen Devonport, host of Voices of Unity here on the radio network, wishing you and your family a joyous holiday season from all of us at Unity World Headquarters at Unity Village. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another rousing rendition. I'm today going to talk about your success is not done alone, and I'm not going to talk about your normal teamwork thing. Uh, this is Coach Mo Fall, and I have a Bring Your Soul to Work kick-ass workshop online that I help women up-level their careers. Really, when you bring your soul to work, you can absolutely land your dream job. If you haven't already seen my free masterclass, it's a 45-minute or so um, review of the five shifts I think you should be making in order to move into your fullest, highest version of you. And when you listen to your inner being, your soul, and you absolutely own your power. Beautiful things come your way, and you can absolutely up-level your career. Problem is, most folks, when they hit the first stumbling block, it triggers limiting beliefs. Oh, this wasn't meant to be. Oh, I'm not really destined for that VP level. Oh, you know, I'll never find a job that fits me right. I'm just destined to be kind of half-sale and miserable and being pushed around all my life. Don't listen to the limiting beliefs. Most folks do need coaching in order to get themselves places where they have never been before. And typically there's a spot for everyone where we kind of have done what we can do on our own. And each year, this year, there's probably going to be about uh, 250 women or so um, through my workshop, all up-leveling their careers. And if I did the math on that, we'd probably be in the several million dollars of impact to those individuals and their families. And it's a beautiful thing to watch women really enrich who they are, how they feel about themselves on the inside, and then be absolutely unstoppable in pursuing that next level of career move. Some of the ladies I work with, they're actually having miraculous up-leveling in their current company where they thought they'd have to jump ship in order to have certain things happen for them, even bosses who eventually leave or all of a sudden they notice how awesome you are. When you change you, the rest of the world shifts along with you. And I'm going to talk today about how your success is not done alone. Two avenues, two aspects of that that don't include the usual teamwork thing. We all understand teamwork and delegating and collaborating and working with each other. That's all great stuff. But today I'm going to focus on two other areas where we need others. And it's, like I said, not what you think. As I was climbing the corporate ladder and figuring things out myself, and by the way, I hired my first coach over 18 years ago. And it was when I was hitting the glass ceiling, so to speak. I was a vice president for a big health system. And I loved the project that was my responsibility. It was to make cardiac care better in our hospitals. And um, we were implementing new protocols in the emergency rooms. 
they had just been rolled out by the American College of Cardiology, and I loved, loved, loved rolling out new stuff and enhancing things. And prior to that, we had seen patients who um, really needed some faster care, and the American College of Cardiology was addressing this on a global level. And we were bringing these new protocols into our hospitals. And human nature being as it is, anytime you want to change things, most humans are kind of bucking the system. So you have to do things uh, with a little bit of savvy, inclusion, et cetera. But I'll tell you what, that first coach of mine helped me understand that just because I thought something was right and just because I thought something should happen doesn't mean that everyone else felt the same way. News to me. <laughs> I was in my... Uh, how old was I back then? I was a youngster. Um, I learned a lot of things from that first coach. One of the things I wouldn't have been able to do on my own was to learn things that I didn't know, that I didn't bring with me, and to see things I couldn't see on my own. You see, when we have someone who is objective about our situation and who has been places where we haven't been. It changes the game. I just told a story to my clients in the workshop uh, a few days ago about a river rafting trip I went on uh, about 15 years ago. And on that river rafting trip, there was a, a, a lead guide and about uh, five other river guides each of them with their own experience. It was none of their first trips guiding uh, guests on the river. But the leader had a special role because he had to make sure that the other river guides were kind of doing the right thing. Now, hey, human beings as they are, especially if you kind of think about a river guide, these are people who believe in adventure and uh, maybe they have a little bit of thrill-seeking behavior in their personality, but all of these river guides were absolutely fantastic people. I remember one of them was getting her PhD in psychology, another one was studying to be a minister, but they were all outdoorsy, um, hardy, in, in shape, really, really solid, fantastic people. But the problem is that the leader needed to keep them all in line. And he didn't do it with a dictatorial style. It's the river. It's, it's, it's adventure guides. So you don't shout and bark orders necessarily. But he had to keep them in line. And one time we were going through a rough river rapids. And um, they all stood up on the bank of the river on the rocks and discussed what the approach was going to be through this particular rapids. And we had to let the river guides take the gear through the rapids and then basically come back for us in rafts without the gear kind of complicating matters. So they were discussing it, and they wanted to get the gear through first, learn the, learn the, the rapids at that water level and at that you know, time of the day, et cetera, the things that were rushing through the rocks and what was going on. And they agreed as a, as a team which direction to take. And one of the river guides decided that she wanted to go in another direction and just see if she could handle the rapid kind of to the left. And so the river guide let her do that in her own raft. So uh, not to jeopardize any gear and certainly not to jeopardize any of the guests. There were about 40 of us on this river uh, trip together. And um, 
she took her own route, did her own thing after the first two guides went through squeaky clean and she flipped her raft and the river guide was standing with with the rest of us and he turned around and kind of shirked and said see when you don't follow (laughs) the way that you're supposed to go you're going to get into trouble and I couldn't help at the time I was a big corporate executive I couldn't help but to draw all of the analogies for how he was leading his river guides and us, the guests, in the best management practices. And I had some discussions with him on several nights around the campfire talking about how he did it, how he was cool, calm, collected, allowing one of his guides to make a mistake, but he minimized her mistake by having her do her her, on her own raft. She got it out of her system, basically. And then, of course, she came back and guided some of us on our own river raft uh, through the rapids, uh, pledging to us that she would take the way that was uh, recommended in order not to topple the raft over with us in it. And so I learned a valuable lesson about how when we when we listen to our leader who has been there and when we trust them, we actually have a great way to maneuver difficult situations. And that's what I do with my clients in my workshop all day long, all week long, all month, all year, help them navigate the rapids because they haven't been through it before. But here's the thing. When you go through the rapids sometimes on your own, you could learn a few things. Like that river guide, she learned that doing something on her own and the way that she was thinking about what could be possible for her just didn't fly. And she could have either chalked it up to, oh, well, I'll just do it next time. But she could have taken the lesson and learned from it and said, you know what? I get ahead of myself. I overthink things. I think I'm a little bit more powerful than Mother Nature. She could have taken a lesson in. I don't recall exactly the conversation that she and I had after uh, she toppled her raft by not listening to the leader. Um But she was one of the younger river guides. So sometimes that's part of youth is uh, learning on our own. And then at a certain point, we become a little bit more in the receiving mode of help. We own the responsibility that if I'm going to change, I'm going to have to be responsible for myself and I'm going to have to receive help from others who have been there. So let's talk about how success is not done alone and how we actually are using others. So the first way that we need others and that we can use others for our success is by actually picking out a hero or some iconic person who has attributes that we may not have specifically, but that we look up to and think, gosh, that person's really got things going. Now, a hero sometimes will have flaws that we don't really like to embrace, but we focus on the things that they have that are beacons for us on who we want to be. And in my in my workshop with my clients, we talk about this a lot because I have them pick out a hero. And that hero has certain attributes that we align to. And the only reason why we align to those attributes is because they actually are in us. A lot of my clients pick Wonder Woman. Why Wonder Woman? Well, she seemed to overcome odds. She seemed to be able to solve problems and and save the day for people. And that feels really good, and that feels really powerful and strong. 
So I want to save the day. I want to be able to solve big problems. I want to come out ahead. Okay. It's usually not the outfit. <laughs> so we have this need for others in what success looks like, what is possible. And we have to have that beacon out there so that we have a moving toward type of image, imagination, persona. Every single client in my workshop has at least one hero that they have aligned with in their sense of who they want to aspire to be. Now, it doesn't mean that any of us will be Wonder Woman, but I think you're getting the point that the aspects of Wonder Woman are important. And so if you're religious, there might be a saint or a Jesus or someone else in the religious realm who you think, you know what, I want to I do as Jesus did. And that's cool. There's this whole, what, WWJD, what would Jesus do? So there's an element there. What would the highest version of you, maybe even a you that you're not even sure exists yet, what would that version of you or that version of your hero, what would they do in a certain circumstance? And that helps us navigate things that maybe we don't have everything within us to navigate it. Maybe our fears creep in. Maybe those sneaky little gremlins are creeping in and perhaps maybe we would shy into a lesser decision for ourselves. So that aspirational hero is super important. I had a client in my workshop a year or so ago and she had a day where she actually had what would future Heather do? And I thought it was a lot of fun and it was brilliant for her because she realized that the future version of her would take time to have decent food at lunch rather than driving through fast food and just shoving something in to satisfy a caloric need. She would take the time to appreciate herself. She would take the time to appreciate a lunch that was pleasing and nice and healthy. She actually took the time to just listen to an inner voice and play a scratch-off lottery ticket to which she won $20. And she also stepped into her power by sharing that story with all of the other women in my workshop and with her coaches, which was really, really inspirational. I actually uh, frequently share her story on my blog and, and, and really hone in on how when we pay attention to what our future self would do, we actually can live in that version of our future self now and take action or do things because we are a being that is vibrating at a higher level of our beingness. And that's what having a hero or indeed even making yourself your own hero, that's what that others can do for us. It can give us that aspirational higher version to take action and be a certain level that maybe we don't think that we're ready for. So when we understand what success looks like, when we understand what our future self feels like and the decisions and choices that they'll make, we are likely now not going to replicate the same old thing. I think everyone's pretty familiar with that Chinese proverb or the 
definition of insanity, whichever way you want to look at it. If you keep doing the same things you're doing, you're going to keep getting the same results that you're getting. So having a hero or an iconic figure to look toward for inspiration or to have your future self be that person, you can now move out of doing the same old, same old and getting the same old, same old. And now you can move into being, thinking, acting, and doing things in a different way. And it's very, very helpful because sometimes we don't have what it takes in all of our conditioning at the time to take ourselves that level. If you'd like to join the conversation with me or perhaps get some coaching right now online, last week we helped a beautiful woman who was in a real conundrum about her business, uh, I can be reached right now, right here on the radio show at 816-251-3555. We're here at Unity Online Radio, and I am Coach Mo Fall. Bring Your Soul to Work is my tagline. It's the name of this radio show. And I am talking about teaching you and coaching you live on these radio shows to help you bring your soul to work. And I'm going to take a minute to describe what that means in the context of what I'm talking about with the hero. When you bring your soul to work, what we're actually doing is increasing the illumination of the best parts of yourself, increasing the illumination of your beingness. There's some really cool parts of who you are that have nothing to do with what you do. They have nothing to do with whether you're a daughter or a wife or a sister. They have nothing to do with your job title. They have nothing to do with whether you're volunteering at the PTA or Humane Society. They have everything to do with your soul. Now, if we look at it from a physics, a quantum physics perspective, this is your, your consciousness, and your consciousness plays into the unified field, and the unified field is where we're all existing together. So our soul is one of many, and our consciousness is connected energetically through the entire unified field of the entire universe much less galaxies and beyond. We're all atoms and molecules swirling around at speeds we can't even contemplate. And all of this is happening together in the unified field. If I do something with thoughts or feeling energy, it actually reverberates into the entire unified field. And quantum physicists will tell us that that energy is always going to be in the unified field. Remember back in the day learning about basic physics that matter can neither be created nor destroyed. We just move it and transfer it into a new form. Just like water turns to ice or steam based on the speed of the molecules. Our energy responds and reacts in much the same way. And when we are not illuminated from inside, when our soul's true power, the power plant of us, when that's not illuminated very much, we're solid, we're stuck, we're not moving, we're not growing, and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be more solid than energetic. It feels really good for the physical human being who you are to have a really bright, energized, illuminated soul 
and consciousness that feels good. It feels good in the body. And it's how we receive messages from the unified field. You know that old thing called intuition or instinct. That is really your inner being coming to give you a little tap on the shoulder, a little whisper in the ear. And we called it instinct or intuition because those were words that were pretty widely accepted. But really, you have an inner presence. And when you are in your present moment awareness, you are actually in communication with that inner being, that soul, and the unified field, all of that at the very same time in present moment awareness. So, Mo, then why do you want me to focus on a hero or some other iconic person? Isn't that taking me away from my inner being? And here's where this works. That hero, that iconic person, that cartoon character that saves the day is enlivening in you the pieces of you that relate to that. So it's actually energizing the true essence of who you are. When you turn on your focus to who Wonder Woman is, you are energizing the pieces of you that are like her. And it helps illuminate the soul, turns up the energy, turns up the possibility, turns up who you are at the deepest level that causes you to relate to her. And the more we do of that, the more our soul's illumination is the power of who we are and how we live. If it's not, if we're not energized at the soul level, all we're doing is working hard and pushing that boulder up the hill and efforting, efforting, efforting. When we are efforting or feel like we are driven to a certain accomplishment, we are away from our basic fundamental soul's alignment. There's a big difference between pushing and efforting and being aligned. In the Bible, they talk about how those of faith will be able to move mountains. And the metaphor there is this, that if you understand and know that you are energy, you can move energy by your thought feeling energy. <laughs> you can literally move energy. In the energetic world, we move things first, and then the physical world gets affected. So it happens at the soul level first, and then it affects the physical world. If you're not living in the soul level, if you're not living in your energy self, your soul, your consciousness, if you're not living there, you're not able to move the physical world with intention. You're just living in the physical world, eating, breathing, brushing your teeth, moving papers, clicking on a computer keyboard, driving a car. If that's where you're living only, then you've missed the greatest part of who you are and the greatest part of life. And many of us who do this work basically say that there's 2% of our reality is physical and 98% is energy. So if we focus on that 98% of who we are and how we can be in the world, we will move the 2%. But we have to understand how that goes and we have to believe and know that we truly are creators. We're deliberate creators with our intentions. Now, unfortunately, many of us are walking around with intentions that aren't serving us. But they're intentions nonetheless. I'll never get ahead. My boss hates me. I'll never have enough money. 
Those are intentions. That's the stuff that you're putting out there. So therefore, you're going to attract that. And that brings me to the number two item of how we need others. Oh, I'm going to be really tricky with putting this puzzle together for you. So how we need others is that they push us to greater aspects of ourselves. The things that don't work out for us, the people that treat us in a way that doesn't feel good, that is our greatest expansion in this experience of being a human being. So we absolutely need others. Our success is not done alone because without that, we would have no idea where we are and what we need to do. And I'm going to talk about that more in the second half of this show. But right now I want to talk to you about a story about um, one of my clients that that really illuminates this illumination. (laughs) And that is a woman who was given a new promotion. We'll call her Heidi. And so Heidi uh, came into my workshop wanting to quit her her new job. She just got a promotion six months or so prior. She was buried and felt that there's no way in the world she could do this work. So she came into the workshop looking to quit her job and gain a new one at a lower level so she didn't have to feel buried. She was working 70 hours a week. It was unsustainable. It was literally crushing her. So she came into the workshop and... Um, She does the first aspect of what I do in my workshop and she starts working on her soul and we do that work. She's feeling a little bit better about herself. Matter of fact, she's feeling a little bit more confident about not working all those long hours. There's always tomorrow to get the work done that wasn't done today. She starts meeting up with her direct reports and starts feeling kind of happy and proud that she has this new job. And then she dives into the second aspect of my workshop, which is defining your future. And she gets into that and she realizes that her career has led her to this job that she got six months ago. And even though it was too much for her to handle at first, once her soul got illuminated and she began seeing the best parts of herself and started energizing the energy of her soul and her consciousness, she became a higher version of herself. And guess what happens, folks? I'm Rev. Linda Martella-Witset with Silent Unity, reminding you that we are here for you during the holidays to support you with affirmative prayer and inspiration. From all of us at Silent Unity, we wish you a beautiful and blessed holiday season. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. 
who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You know, remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Katie says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Indian saint and mystic Kabir is quoted as saying, One drop of divine love can turn you to gold. Immerse yourself in the work of Kabir with acclaimed poet, author, and spiritual teacher Andrew Harvey in his book, Turn Me to Gold, 108 Poems of Kabir. Andrew shares the powerful and timeless words of Kabir in a way that is accessible to all with beautiful photography by Brett Hurd. This is a book you will turn to again and again. Available now at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Did you know Unity has published a new book by Eric Butterworth? This wonderful writer and teacher, who is loved by so many people, left a recorded class called Practical Metaphysics that has now been turned into a book. It's Vintage Butterworth. He explains how to live from a deeper state of consciousness and awaken to health, love, prosperity, and peace of mind. Practical Metaphysics. Find it online by going to unity.org and click shop. Create a path to success and prosperity with May McCarthy and Abundance Incorporated every Thursday at 2 p.m. Central on UnityOnlineRadio.org. A co-founder of seven successful companies, an angel investor, best-selling author, and international speaker, May will help you each week with spiritual and practical tools you can use to create a life that you love with greater health, happiness, wealth, and freedom. Join the show live with your questions or listen later on demand right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And go ahead and give us a call. I would love to coach someone this afternoon, today, live on the radio. We're talking about how your success is not done alone. And I am approaching this from a very different viewpoint than we usually talk about in how teams and collaboration work. I'm not talking about that at all on how your success is not done alone. I am revealing two Big, 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 big aspects of how your success is not done alone. Your success, like I mentioned in the first half of this show, your success can be illuminated and energized by having a hero or an icon that you are actually looking to, to be more of that. What that does is it energizes the soul that matches that hero's characteristics. And when you energize those parts of you, you come alive in a new way. That's the first way. At the end of the first half, I was talking about a client of mine who was in too big of a job. She'd just gotten a promotion. And when she was beginning the work in the workshop with me, she began to illuminate her soul 
It's the first thing we do. She turned up the volume of her soul and she began feeling more happy and secure and successful within herself. And then she started being different at this work that was overwhelming her and causing her to work 70 hours and still not get ahead and not feel worthy of the promotion and the new money and all of that. So rather than rushing in trying to cover up that she didn't feel worthy of the promotion, she now was turning up her soul's illumination and energizing the best parts of herself. So now she began showing up for work in a way where she was worthy and successful and confident in her new role. She began meeting with her new direct reports and they began reflecting this new her. They began reflecting how awesome she is and how happy they are to have her as their new boss. This then again re-energized those aspects of her soul that she had begun to energize in the first week. So in week two, she designed her dream job and it was the exact job that she was in and she realized that and she's like, oh my God, I am in my dream job. And she did the daily work that we have in the workshop to keep illuminating her soul. And then very shortly thereafter, all of her team began telling her how wonderful she is. What a great boss. What a great mentor. So glad you're here. She no longer wanted to quit this wonderful new job. Now she was feeling totally in the flow. And then what happens when we're totally in the flow and things are going perfectly well and we're bringing the soul's vibration up? She got an unexpected market adjustment for her salary. We call it this, quote unquote, out of the blue. A miracle happened. She was the deliberate creator of her own awesomeness. Had she quit that job, had she not decided to work with the coach and and have the beautiful soul inside of her illuminated, she would have quit that job and she'd be performing at much less of a level, probably feel like a failure, definitely be making less money, definitely less impact in the world, and she wouldn't have the beautiful life that she's had over the last year or so. Because that out-of-the-blue market adjustment that raised her salary was just the beginning. She then, about a month later, got a bonus that she didn't even know she was eligible for, but in this new role, she was bonus eligible. Boom! More money. <laughs> More confirmation that she was in the right role. And then a week or two later, her boss said to her, you know, I'm going to be out of town for a little bit. I want you to take the, my seat at the executive committee. And I remember coaching her on this particular moment, and she was like, I don't know what to do in that in that meeting. I, I don't know what to say, or uh, is it okay that I'm there? And I coached her through that, and she had an awesome time, and she felt absolutely like she had a seat at the table. She graduated from the workshop, tens of thousands of dollars more well-off, but the most important part of that was she felt unstoppable in her soul's energy and the soul's vibration. She knew exactly that she was in the right spot. She knows exactly why they promoted her. She was feeling completely aligned with her new role. So she's in a big company and there's some things to deal with and there's not 100% per per perfectly pleasant everything going on. So she's had to deal with this and that and this and that. The funny thing is she came to my my retreat. I have an annual retreat for my clients in May. She came to my retreat this past May. And after that retreat, she felt she said she felt unstoppable, that she could do literally anything. 
to which I absolutely agreed with her because her soul's illumination was so powerful. So I suggested that she might want to think about staying in that organization and continuing to move up because she can have a big impact over hundreds of people. She has around 300 folks under her purview in the department she oversees as a director. And so she's making a direct impact on those 300 people. And if you figure the average family is three people, let's just say it that way, that's 900 people that she has an impact over. And if you can just say that those 300 people, not only their families of three additional people, but all their friends and inner circle might be another 10 people. That may be like three to 4,000 people that she's directly influencing because now she's giving the best, most beautiful leadership through her soul. And it's literally affecting everyone downstream to her. But the beautiful thing, it's also affecting the people upstream. And they're seeing a beautiful, balanced, whole woman be in that role. And when we are at that level of our soul's alignment, here's the thing, folks, and that's why this is so important and I'm so passionate about this work. Not only are you affecting to the positive everyone who you're in touch with during the day, but you are also now hanging out somewhere different in the unified field. When you get your soul's vibration up at a level where you are totally in flow, you're feeling awesome and light and happy and joyous and clear. When you are hanging out in that place, that, that new home, you not only are contributing to the people, places, and things where you are literally physically in proximity, but you have an attractor pattern for more of the same. So this woman is going to have a continued successful career, and it's going to be fast. It's not going to be a slog. It's not going to be fighting and clawing her way up. It's going to be a fast, beautiful attractor pattern forward. And she's assimilated that new job very quickly as she worked in my workshop. Had she not decided to give me a call, we have a free clarity call. And if you want to uh, have an opportunity to talk to either me or one of my team members on a free career clarity call, we'll break down what's going on in your career. And if we can help you, we'll talk about my workshop. It's mofall.com, www.mofall.com, slash give me clarity. You can then go ahead and book your free career clarity call, and we'll break down your career. We'll sort it out with you, and we'll basically set the tone for what we think is really going on. And if you're underperforming in a way that we help, if what's going on with your career is like this woman I was just describing, if we can help bring you forward and bring you in full alignment with your soul and bring with you a new, beautiful career opportunity and strategy, we'll talk about that. I can't help everyone and not everything that's wrong in a career is something I can fix. But when I can, oh, I get so passionate about it because the life that the woman I just was talking about, the life she has now and the life she now is connecting with her adult children and her in her family and her direct reports and her boss. Think of the ripple effect of all of that. It's literally a priceless new life that she has. And I'm excited to call her someone who I would consider to be a close friend as well. 
I'm happy to coach her. And we're going to take it up the next notch as well. So go ahead and click into your web browser at www.mofall.com slash give me clarity. That's where it all starts. All the beautiful ways that we can enhance our lives start at the soul level. And when we increase that vibrational level and we attract more of that to us, we are totally living in our flow. And I believe that this is truly what our creator wanted for us in our lives. But we get lost along the way. And we get lost along the way because we misinterpret things that don't work out for us. We misinterpret them because our stinky little intellect gets in the way interpreting it. Oh, that must mean I shouldn't be doing this big job. Look, that client I just talked about, she had rationalized the fact that she needed to quit. That's what her intellect was telling her. Working too many hours, don't know what they were thinking to promote me. My option here is to quit. That's how most people are functioning in the world. They are choosing the lowest common denominator because they don't know how to lift themselves up. And that's what I'm so grateful to have the techniques and the tools and the skills to help hundreds of women every year do. Because when you do that, your entire beautiful life has changed. And when you're thinking poorly about yourself and when you're thinking I can't do this and when you're thinking there's no boss that's ever been good and when you're thinking I'm not worthy of speaking up in a meeting because someone told you to shut down and what are you talking about? Or if you've talked in a meeting before and you had someone else repeat the same thing five minutes later because whatever you said didn't resonate. It didn't resonate probably because your inner self was not resonating at a powerful level. And then you make conclusions. I'm not worthy. I'll never. It's never for me. I can't. Or sometimes you see bosses who are absolute jerks, arrogant, treat people poorly. And you say to yourself, not for me. I'm never going to be a boss because I'm never going to be like that. And you know what I did my entire career when I saw bosses like that? And I saw plenty of them, believe me. When I saw bosses like that, I said to myself, when I'm successful, when I have the opportunity to influence other people's lives, I am not going to be like that. I am not going to be the arrogant, poor, treating others boss. But I'll tell you what, I know I have been. I know there were plenty of moments when I was under stress, under pressure, didn't know how to do something, didn't know how to get out of a certain situation, and my self under stress is not a very pretty picture. <laughs> I when I get under stress, I am I am demanding and I am we got to do it this way and I get impatient. It is not cool. And I know I've been there plenty of times in my career. And those times could have been fabulous lessons for me. Eventually they ended up being fabulous lessons, but I spent many decades grinding at the wheel and getting frustrated and not understanding how to put all the beautiful spiritual teaching and all the beautiful personal development that I was reading and, and going to conferences and learning. I was not able to put all of that together and how that worked for me at work. The book stayed at the bedside and I went to work and I was the demanding boss that I thought I had to be in order to meet goals and, and satisfy the organization I worked for. 
right after my breast cancer journey in 2008, I learned a different way because I did some deep reflection. And for many of us who've been through cancer or another traumatic personal event, sometimes it's that that brings us to our knees where we get into really deep personal reflection. And after that, I decided I was going to come back as a coach, boss, as a soulful boss, someone who is committed to developing my team, individual empowerment. I didn't always get it right, but I often did. And I helped people achieve promotions and personal level of satisfaction, confidence, and competence that they hadn't felt before. Everything from teaching people body language and uh, nonverbal communication to presentation styles. Uh, to this day, there's a, a, a beautiful woman who's a, a finance professional, and uh, she didn't actually report directly to me, but she was part of the, the team of an organization I worked in. And she uh, was brought into some of my management development uh, meetings, and uh, she recently got a beautiful new job. And uh, she reiterated to me one of the training sessions I did when I was the chief operating officer at that company. And with delight, I smiled with her because she had remembered a very, very important lesson that she got about presenting. And she's carried it with her all of these years, and she's going to carry it with her for the rest of her career. And that's the beginning of why she's in a beautiful, new, fantastic fit job because she took the lesson, she took the information, and she assimilated it into a higher version of her. You know, so often when we're beaten down, we take lessons and input as I'm not good enough or I'm not doing enough. And that's not the right energy to assimilate new information. Assimilating new information is I want to grow, I want to learn, I want to expand, I want to be a higher version of me. If you'd like to join the conversation on this topic or anything related to work, I am happy to coach you, to talk to you about it, to help assuage anything that might be uh, hurting on you relative to work, career, your job, a boss. I can help you uh, navigate and frame uh, anything that's going on career or job-wise. Please feel free to join the conversation. We have a few more minutes left in the show today. I'm at 816-251. 3555 and you'll meet the delightful producer and say hello and he'll put you in the queue for me to say hello to you. I want to summarize the concepts that I'm talking about today and they're not really just concepts they're actually real things that have practical application to your success and the number one is the need for a hero or heroes that you have as a beacon of the aspirational higher version of you. Before you get there, you have this aspirational character or person that you are striving in a very aligned way, not like working hard, like, oh, I want to be just like Wonder Woman. I can't believe I'm not. No, that you're like, hey, she saved the world. She solved problems. I want to be more like that. That's who I want to be more like. Aspirationally expanding yourself is a beautiful thing, and that's something that we need others for. We need others who are doing things or having been further on the pathway or maybe even just fictional characters that we can look to and say, yeah, I want to be more like that. So that's how we need others in one area. The other area of needing others is that they push us into our greatest version of us. 
the woman I gave the example of during through the second half, the first half as we were ending up in the beginning of the second half of the show, she actually was pushed into her greatness by a promotion she didn't think she was worthy of or she didn't think she could handle. So her new boss literally was the other that she needed in order for her to come into her full self. If she didn't get that promotion, she wouldn't have had the challenge that brought her forward. The challenge in, the, in our lives can be taken two ways. It can be taken as defeat or it can be taken as an opportunity to expand and grow. I don't know too many people who are working out in the gym who uh, don't appreciate that if they don't lift a little bit heavier weight, their muscles won't get stronger. Well, our consciousness and our soul expands much the same way. If we don't get a greater challenge, we don't expand. If I didn't get the breast cancer that pushed me to reflect deeply on who I am and how I want to show up in the world, I wouldn't have come to that. If I didn't have the situation where I was passed over for a promotion about a year or two after that, I wouldn't have expanded to the next level after that. If I didn't have folks who didn't always treat me fairly, I wouldn't have expanded from that. The negativity, the tough things, the challenges are there for our expansion. Therefore, we need others. There's a certain part of our expansion in our spiritual journey that we actually would welcome a challenge. Because we know what's on the other side of that. The other side of difficulty is beauty and freedom and clarity. I spoke with a woman uh, several weeks ago, another cancer survivor, and she said, Mo, I don't fret about things at all. I take all the best parts of life and enjoy the heck out of it, and I know that I don't need to stress about anything. And she was a successful woman, responsible job. It's not like she was like, you know, not interacting in the world. She was. Her way now of interacting and receiving the best aspects of life is no longer coming out of fear. It's no longer coming out of needing to prove herself. So many of us get burnt out trying to prove ourselves. So we need others to push us into our greatness. We need others to stimulate us to go in a direction toward our highest self. Now what happens way too often is that these situations typically push us into our limiting beliefs, into our smallness, into our fear. They trigger the primitive brain, which we have evolved from to the most degree. But when we're under stress or we're pushed into something that's super challenging, we go into stress mode. And that stress mode is not in our best interest in many cases. We're no longer in the forest and in the, on the prairie where we have to run from tigers and, and, and predators. The primitive brain was set up to do that. It was set up to save us and to help us survive physically. It's not needed for most of us anymore. 
But for many of us, that primitive brain is triggered all day long. And I can get into the physiology of what that means. I'll tell you a little bit about it. The physiology of that means that we've got adrenaline and cortisol circulating in our bodies. And that wears us out. It burns out our adrenal glands. It causes a chemistry chaos in our bodies that turns everything in the wrong direction. We're not meant to be in stress mode 24-7. We're meant to be in stress mode instantaneously to go run a, a half a mile away from a tiger or to climb a tree or to fight a predator. Stress mode is not for the modern age. And so we have to counteract that with exercise and meditation and, and bringing our physiology down. If our physiology stays in that stress mode, we begin to lose sleep. We have high blood pressure, high blood sugar. We gain weight. We're short-tempered. And then we don't sleep well. And the cycle continues. So when our body is functioning not in the stress level, Melatonin is secreted in our body when it's time to sleep. We don't have cortisol causing us to feel like we are raging all the time inside. So when we have those other people in our lives who stimulate something in us that we don't like, rather than taking that as a negative feedback, rather than taking that as something that we turn against ourselves, it is now time to reinterpret that as something that is there for us to grow. That negative boss, she's only going to change when you change. And sometimes she won't even change when you change. You may have to move on. You may have to brush up your resume, your LinkedIn profile, get a strategy, get clear about your next move, take your pride in your briefcase and build yourself up. And if you're in a situation where you have a very difficult situation of a boss, many of the women I've worked with this year have lost their jobs due to reorganization or perhaps even untimely of not being liked by their current boss. I'm here to help you out. And it's a beautiful journey to go through my kick-ass workshop with other wonderful professional women who are all bringing their souls to work. If you'd like to get started with that, you can hit up the website www.mofall.com slash give me clarity. That's one way to tap into uh, understanding yourself and your career trajectory and what's really going on. If you'd like to view my masterclass, it's a 45-minute webinar online that I host all the time. It's mofall.com slash masterclass. And that's a really helpful uh, five shifts that you need to make in order to bring your soul to work. Take notes, bring a notepad and a, and a uh, paper with you, paper and pen <laughs> with you to take notes and absorb all the great stuff I have to teach you and to help you bring your soul to work and lift yourself out of something that's really not serving you. So today we really nailed it on how your success is not done alone. You need a hero in your life. You need to energize those aspects of your soul that are awesome. And sometimes we need that outer hero to help us understand what that's all about. And the other 
way that you need people for your success is you need those people who are going to push you. You need those people who are going to give you something you don't want, whether that be a coworker who looks at you funny at the meetings or whether that be someone who disappoints you at work or someone who doesn't meet a deadline that hurts you or a boss who takes your ideas. You need those people to push you forward. Without them, you're not moving forward. But many of you are seeing those people as negative and you are turning yourself into a smaller version. Don't go that way. Go forward. Use that as fuel. And I'd love to help you if that's the right fit. So go ahead and book your clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we will see you next week here on Bring Your Soul to Work here on Unity Radio. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.